jumping right into it, math rock is a crazy genre that will leave you asking, how did they just do that after you listen to a song? It somehow feels both messy and unbelievably organized. <laughs> Welcome to Earbuds and Eararms. I'm Amy, 4-4 time for me, Shepard, and this is... Mitchell Manley, Punk Rock and Polygons. <laughs> I'm so excited about today's show. I can't even... Yeah, like, this, um, it's about math rock, um, which I believe you've spoken about before, and I've actually figured out what the genre is, so I'm mm-hmm. super excited about today's show, and it's a lot more than i thought it was so yeah. yeah, that's part of the thing that's so great about math rock is it's a really diverse genre and uh so yeah you know you, you had mentioned wanting to do some more genre themed episodes and so I, I was thinking about namdi who charlie brought a few weeks ago and i was like yeah how am i going to shoehorn some namdi in here so <laughs> math rock that's a good way to go yeah, and for some reason i really did uh think that it was like usually hardcore music because um, Mark Brake played in September 22nd. He's like, mm-hmm. well, it's very mathy. And I was like, does that mean just everybody who plays in like the, like, what was it? The Hickory. Old Hickory what, Collective. The Old Hickory Collective. Is that all math rock? I don't know. So, right, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I'm so excited about this. Oh, what song are you bringing this week? I'm going to start us off with Tara Malos and their song Melody 2. So yeah, like I said, math rock comes in all different shapes and sizes, and it came from a lot of different influences, uh, but Terra Malos is pretty much the iconic example of math rock at its pinnacle. Uh, they're a really eclectic band in terms of their sound. You know, they've got some fast, heavy parts with the distortion and the dissonance, and then they've got like some slower, kind of dreamier sounding clean parts, and they just bounce off every single boundary that you try to limit them to. Uh, their overall vibe kind of shifts from album to album. Sometimes they have vocals, sometimes they don't. Uh, but the basics of the math rock form are always present in Terra Melos's music. Um, I often use the word angular to describe those sorts of guitars. They're very frantic, very busy, very noodly. And they use a lot of weird scales and a lot of like uh, a lot of times math rock uses alternate tunings to make things sound a little less linear and a little more, you know, fresh and futuristic sounding. Uh, 
uh, math rock guitar players also use a lot of tapping techniques where they're playing the wrist by like hammering the notes onto the neck with both hands as opposed to just like strumming with one hand and playing notes with the other. That tapping technique allows them to make these faster arpeggios and make more complex chords uh, because using the second hand allows you to make certain moves and runs that you couldn't achieve with just one hand. So the tapping thing also makes a, a very distinct sound for guitars that can range from like really sharp and metallic sounding to being kind of soft and spongy and dreamy. And so as we make our way through the songs this week, I think you'll start to get a feel for what I mean when I say like mathy guitars or angular guitars. Um, another common element of math rock is like the really busy dynamic drumming. The drummers for math rock bands pretty much never play a straight beat. And if they do, it's for like 20 seconds and then they go crazy again. Uh, I don't know, it just definitely makes the, sound, the song sound much more energetic and uh, it never allows the listener to get bored because things are just constantly changing and shifting and starting and stopping. So yeah, again, as we're making our way through the rest of the songs this week, you can kind of keep your ear open for some of those trademarks with the twiddly diddly guitars and the hyperactive drums. I just want to say, um, so normally you're the first one to like get to the show sheet, right? Mm-hmm. And you actually were the first to start the show sheet this week. And I almost brought this song. And I'm so happy I didn't because you have a much better (laughs) explanation for this song. Um, This is supposed to be the most mathy perfection from my research. I watched a video on what math rock is. And this song was the one that stuck in my mind as something that they quoted. Like Melody 2 is like the perfect math rock song and i think it's probably just one of you know the more seminal math rock songs 100 uh, yeah it's it's there's so much going on but it's like super entrancing and the song is like this journey and it brings me like a ton of delight since you know i don't know it, it just does there's there's some sort of magic that's happening here and there's like some ambient ambient yet like constructed sounds plus like a total slowdown it's worth the almost seven minutes that it it exists and it doesn't make you feel like you're listening for seven minutes which i think is really great for math rock because there are a lot of longer songs but then there are the ones that are like a minute and a half and you're like wait where'd the song go right exactly yeah um of course i had to find out what math rock was and uh my selection this week is Bang Island's Daisy. woes and hand claps and since i'm terrible at counting which is documented by many music teachers over the years i'm just having to trust that this is indeed math rock from a chart that i found on reddit through a youtube video that explained what math rock is you know 
it's an angular, I guess, solution. <laughs> um, there's there was an arrow from a a Bedesis shank to this album saying happier with vocals, vocals, and like it is happy. I do like it a lot. It brings joy no matter what the time signature is. It's more of a quiet selection than most of what we brought this week, uh, but it just like kind of sinks in. And if you do like the vocals on this, you are supposed to now check out Tarot Melos's Patagonia Rats. But honestly, I should probably just listen to everything on that Reddit chart, which I will be linking to because there's like all these arrows and like why you should like this specific one over this and if you i like those kinds of flow charts they're really good and this song's really delightful yeah this is actually a really great pick um you know here we have a band that takes a lot of influence from math rock but also incorporates it into something a bit more straightforward and accessible but it's still unabashedly wild especially towards the end of the song uh the drums in this one spend a little more time locked into a groove than most math rock tends to but as the song builds, the, drum, the drumming gets a little crazier. And by the end, he's just going off the deep end, getting wild as hell. So, uh, you know, this song also has some, some of those uh, twinkly, tippy-tappy guitars. Um, a lot of that's also offset by the synthesizer that's making these kind of weird, erratic arpeggios. And uh, the guitarists are also using an octave effect that makes the guitars extra high and, like, cutting. And then they're doubling that on the synthesizers towards the end, which makes the outro just super triumphant, which I love. Um, like you said, this one has the hand claps and the poppy vocals, uh, so it's definitely more accessible, more listener-friendly version of math rock, but there's a, an undeniable influence from some mathy forebears here, I think. Yeah, and it, it, as the arrow said, happy with more vocals, <laughs> so I just thought it was really good. Um, I, seriously, that chart is amazing, and there's so many, like, there's so much I was missing by thinking that it was all hardcore. It's really right. kind of sad. Uh, our ear buddies, shockingly, they're a bunch of math uh, rock geeks, um, for sure, I'm thinking. I mean, it's not a bad thing. It's kind of good. Uh, our first ear buddy this week is Ben, who brings Matrons Meet Again. says one of the best bands i've ever met through touring and making music they played at our wedding after party too super mathy but still catchy this one is just super awesome in the fact that it is overtly odd in the timing so i can tell that it's mathy like there's this little strum on the guitar i guess that's the arpeggio you were talking about yeah Uh, sweep yeah, and it just, it, like, brings me, like, I guess a lot of joy. I'm going to just say that a lot this week. Uh, it's got this, like, slow melody layered on top. I feel like they're doing something fun with the keys as well, but I can't quite put my finger on it. The vocalist is, like, really making something unique here, and I just simply love it. 
there's tons of texture and it's just a orally interesting that's what i'm gonna say yeah i mean that's certainly a, a accurate uh, way to sum them up um i had the pleasure of seeing them uh live at ben's wedding after party uh definitely one of the best bands to grace the pnh cafe here in memphis uh, i think they're definitely one of the more accessible versions of a mathy band they've got those gorgeous melodic vocals and even though a ton of this is in that like odd shifting time signature it still feels really natural to the ear uh, but they're still like a little weirder and mathier than something like Fang Island, uh, the song that you brought. But like off the bat, this one's got those weird angular guitar sweeps that almost sound robotic or mechanical. Uh, and like we mentioned earlier, the drums almost never play a straight beat. They're just constantly shifting and molding around uh, what everything else is doing, especially like the guitars starting and stopping. And then even the bass, which we've kind of ignored up till now, is weaving kind of between the drums and the guitars as opposed to just locking in with the drums for a heavy rhythm section or just following the guitars to like emphasize a main riff the bass players playing their own little contrasting role in the mix and it just makes things a lot more complex and interesting to listen to uh, the song itself has tons of dynamics going from soft and sweet to heavy and crushing uh, but those powerful transcendent melodic vocals are just a constant force and in a realm like math rock where vocals tend to be more incidental most of the time the vocals in this band actually play a massive role in like the energy and sort of gravitas of the music so I really hope to see this band again if live shows are ever a thing. Uh, they're they're an incredible live band. I want live shows back. Can we Me do too. that? Yeah. Um, our next dear buddy is GDJYB, Durian. What what what? from Hong Kong GDJYB this isn't their Matthias song but it's my favorite the song is about the umbrella movement there I don't know what the umbrella movement is I should have looked that up. Yeah, it's but. similar to uh, it's similar to our Occupy movement. I think essentially, uh, Hong Kong government tried to change up some electoral laws, electoral uh -huh. laws, and uh, yeah, the young people were not having that, and so they oh. made a movement to to go against that. Okay, wow. Well, I learned it something. Um, this song starts with like the sweetest of guitar smirks, and it like like. It dips into that magical harmonic stuff that Jocko did. And if you want me to absolutely love a song, remind me of Jocko's music. So I guess that's the tapping thing you were talking about, like the harmonics like that. Mm -hmm. And yeah, the bass is just, it's super blissy. Um, as said, we didn't really talk about the bass before, but the bass does like its own thing going on here. Even when it like gets totally dissonant, the song just is like 
draws you in. It's just so good. Yeah, exactly. The The bass can really play a huge part in, in math rock, like uh, in this song, in the last song. Uh, usually the bass player kind of locks in with one or the other instruments uh, and kind of like let that other element kind of guide what they're doing. But the basis here is just laying down the, the sort of melodic underpinning to the song and seems to actually be the main driving element of the song structure while the guitar is doing it's like trippy, spacey, meandering. Uh, we also get a taste of that cool guitar trick that's like really common in mathy music, which is using a delay effect to make it sound like you're playing something faster or more complicated than it really is. So like the, the guitarist on this track has the timing of their delay set to the exact tempo of the song so that whenever they play this series of spaced out notes, the delay fills in the gaps and it makes it sound like they're doing a really cool arpeggio that would be like really tough to play that fast and that clean. But with the delay, it makes it sound super clean and smooth. So a lot of math rock bands do that sort of thing. Um, the vocals in this one stay more or less pretty chill, even through the dynamic changes. So while they provide like a similar aesthetic element as the vocal in the last songs, they don't really move in intensity or power like the singer from Matron does, uh, which is still pretty and gorgeous to listen to, but there's just this very subtle difference in the way that vocals are used in Matron songs to, to help and push, you know, the push and the pull of the energy of the song, whereas in this one, the vocals mainly serve as just another melodic element in the mix, and it's the guitars and the drums that really bear most of the song's momentum and direction. <laughs> it's just, I, I want to, like, listen to more... Um... G D J Y B. I feel like I'm like cursing when I say that. Um, but I really need to delve more into the catalog and actually I probably need to just delve more into this whole genre cause it's amazing. Um, our next dear buddy is Charlie who brings Hella's 1-800 ghost dance. said i could not stop laughing the first time i heard this it didn't sound made by people this is actually what i thought a lot of this week's theme would be it's like very fast and very guitar forward but like really really like more intricate than i assumed i said i'd mentioned mark break earlier and he was talking about like mathy music and i was like what and he started talking time signatures and i was like so hardcore it, it must be fancy words for hardcore and i was really wrong just just gonna say i'm straight up wrong on that one and um this this may be like in the general family but it really it i think it easily defines what math rock means without having to use all the words that may or may not actually explain what math rock is even though it's like more in that hardcore world it's not just hardcore right yeah so, so my opening pick was a band called Terra Malos. 
who are one of the milestone bands in math rock. Hella might be the only band even mathier and even more iconic than Terra Malos. Uh, as we've seen before, we got the guitars that are really wild and all over the place, really angular and noodly. Lots of the weird tappy technique going on here. So if you're still wondering what that sounds like, hearing a ton of it on this track. Uh, of course, we talked about how math rock drummers almost never play a straight beat. Hella's drummer, Zach Hill, is pretty much the god of, of ridiculous mathy drumming. Uh, he obviously, he, he's just insane in this band. Uh, he's probably one of the fastest and most chaotic drummers around. Uh, but with that comes this intense sense of control and dynamics. Uh, you know, whenever you're playing music this frantic and constantly shifting and morphing, you have to be locked in so tight with the other instruments and like, no one locks into those tight stops and starts quite the way that Zach Hill can. Uh, he just plays so insanely fast and has this like seemingly endless stamina to just keep going and going and going at that breakneck pace. Just insanely impressive to watch and listen to. Uh, he's also played in tons of other projects, one or two that we've featured on the show before and another one that's coming up shortly. Uh, but I think aside from being in Hella, he's probably best known as a, a member of the avant-garde, like experimental noise rap band, Death Grips. <laughs> so if you've ever listened to Death Grips and thought they were wild, definitely go back and check out Hella. Uh, probably like the most well-known influential band in math rock history. So if the idea of, of mathy music is new to you and you want to see how deep the rabbit hole goes, Hella is definitely your ticket. It's a pretty big uh, rabbit hole, though. I just want to it point out. It certainly is. <laughs> yeah. Did you play in a math rock band? Um. Yeah, whenever I was playing with uh, Alyssa, our band was super mathy. Okay. We were called Hexagoner. So, I mean, <laughs> you know. And her band Strengths, I should have brought a Strengths song, but uh, yeah, her band Strengths is incredible. You can find their music online, and it's hella mathy and super awesome. Okay. I'll have to check them out. Like, it's just uh, Hexagoner. That's a that's insane okay how do you stay on beat though you just gotta you gotta feel it you gotta <laughs> okay. know. it's not all about the counting nope you gotta you gotta feel it in your bones past a certain point you know <laughs> okay um our next everybody is debbie who brings marnie stearns absorb those numbers <laughs> says off Marnie Stern's first album with Zach Hill from Hella on drums. This legit gets some pop and pop rock feels to it. I almost feel like a bit arena rock got like slammed in here and it's just really uplifting. It's got some haunting stuff going on and the influences kind of hang out on their sleeves. Like it's like poppy but mathy. Yeah, it's a really good mix. I was uh, I was not previously familiar with Marnie Stern, and I was super duper into this. 
Uh, as Debbie mentioned, the song has Zach Hill from Hella on drums, who we just heard about. So the ridiculous drumming style is obviously a, a huge part of the sound here, alongside Marnie Stern's Widdly Willy tapping guitars, <laughs> uh, which after some research seems to be kind of her shtick, and rightfully so. She does it especially well. Uh, I really love her vocals on this one, too. They're stacked high, not only with harmonies, but even just like double and triple tracked vocals singing the same notes. And so it just like piles high and then compressed into this army of vocals that have the same sort of melodic element of Matron or, or JDJYB. But she has a bit of like a grating sound to her voice, especially when it's stacked up like that. So it adds a bit more chaos and feels a bit more unsettling, despite being mostly melodic. Uh, so there's a lot of carefully orchestrated kind of, uh, you know, controlled chaos going on in this one. And that sort of methodical madness is definitely a, a hallmark of the math rock genres. They do it so good. Yeah. Um, Metal Johnny, he pranks uh, the locust. Psst, is that a halfy in your pants? says one of the best live bands i've ever seen it's hard to believe how they flawlessly execute this unhinged lunacy to near perfection um so i was starting to get tired when i was filling this out and this is what i said laser beams and underground hardcore shows this is quick and hard and i mean the pun to just sit there much like the title of the song (laughs) (laughs) i'll take that their 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 shows are definitely full of laser beams and weird costumes (laughs) Um, yeah, so I mentioned that math rock comes in a lot of different influences, and that influence has been channeled in a hundred different directions. But uh, a band like The Locust is the top of the heap when it comes to the mathy metal. Uh, despite the insane talent and skill that it takes to pull this sort of thing off, The Locusts are mostly kind of a joke band and don't seem to take themselves too seriously. Uh, and after all, if you're this good at your instrument, you got nothing to prove to anyone anyway. But uh, like Johnny said, their live shows are notoriously intense. Uh, music like this is just nearly impossible to get recorded properly, much less to even play it so perfectly live with all the stops and starts and the hitches in the giddy up. And on top of that, you know, apropos to their band name, The Locusts, they all dress up in like these bug-eyed insect face masks and matching jumpsuits. And yet from every person I know who's seen them live, they never miss a note, every erratic stop, every offbeat cymbal catch, just perfectly timed, executed with nearly mechanical precision, just a, a well-oiled juggernaut of a band. And, you know, their music can definitely be a little off-putting and challenging to listen to. Uh, but the technical skill and the dedication to this strange vision is just undeniable. I love the Locust. <laughs> they're just so I, weird i love it if it's weird then you know why wouldn't you love it it's like right. really good i they uh, seriously though it's like so like it doesn't seem human made it's so good um our last everybody is justin who brings 
Polyphia 40 ounce. Um, this is super experimental, and just when you think it's veering towards classic jo uh, jazz, it takes a right turn into electronic and then gets all finger snappy. And it, it kind of toys with you the entire time and makes the adventure super fun. I'm going to bet this is a major key. Don't, don't quote me on it, though. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. It's just enjoyable. Yeah, Justin submitted several brilliant examples, including one of the best pinback songs called AFK, and I almost went with that one. But this Polyphia track hooked me from the start, and it's just such a unique example of like using the sort of math rock tropes and techniques to push the envelope of any genre. And so I had to make sure that it closed out the Ear Buddies section this week. Uh, with the twinkly, twiddly-diddly math rock guitars are in full effect here, uh, which I absolutely love. But I'm enamored with the rest of the track having that sort of clubby radio pop sound like kind of trappy hip-hop drums and a super thumping like electronic bass line with the sub frequencies that make shit rattle when you listen <laughs> with the bass turned up i think there's probably like some dubstep influence in there uh but yeah polyphia is just drawn from a lot of different influences and styles here and even though i've heard my fair share of newly guitars and you know i've had my fair share of dope club beats the result of their combination here is definitely something that i've not heard done before so for that alone i think uh polyphia deserves to be highlighted this week very interesting and unique band they're so good i like them so much um this i'm so excited that you brought this like oh and we could have done so many more and like we may bring back math rock part two someday so we can get some of the even heavier stuff like Dillinger escape plan or any of that kind of stuff that's like heavier math rock. I was talking to someone and said, Hey, I'm trying to figure out what math rock is. And they were like, Dillinger escape plan. And I was like, what? <laughs> and so yeah, that's that heavy stuff that you were probably expecting. Yeah, probably. But I like, I think that this was like a great collection of like how to get people into math rock to start hearing all the specific moving parts. Yeah. Um, Please tweet at me more math rock stuff because I really, really do like it. I'm at Madam Woolite. I'm at Pow I Gotcha. And the show is at END Pod, the Facebook group where there's so many songs that we didn't focus on this week. It's Earbuds and Earworms podcast group. It's there, that has an amazing collection of music going on there. If you want to leave us a voicemail, it's 731 400 BUDS or. 731-400-2837. You can email the show endpod at gmail.com and you can check out the show online endpod.com part of the 10710 network. Now, what are you closing us out with this week, Mitchell? I'm going to close us out with Namdi and his song Art School Crush. 
so yeah, like I said, I'd been looking for a good excuse to bring this song to the podcast for a while now. Uh, Charlie submitted another really great Nomdi track a few weeks ago, and so I swore I'd find a way to shoehorn my favorite Nomdi song onto the show, and so here we are. Uh, Namdi, mm-hmm. like I, I was telling you a few weeks ago, he's a multi-instrumentalist, mixes a lot of mathy emo influences and some hip-hop and R&B sensibilities, makes a really unique blend of sounds that I'm not sure anyone else can replicate. Uh, it's just a really pretty mathy jam about falling in love with disin- disinterested hipster art school chicks, which is a subject I have <laughs> a great deal of experience in. So it's just a perfect little mathy banger for me. So I hope you guys will enjoy it as well. So uh, break out your protractor and enjoy the angular grooves of Namdi and his song Art School Crush. Too busy reading blogs upon the interwebs, editing your scene. 
One arguably dismissive short phrase I've seen people use to explain math rock is that it's like emo jazz. Emo because what you're hearing can fit some of the aesthetics of emo rock. There's at least a few electric guitars, drums, and occasionally a DIY lo-fi kind of feel. And jazz because on paper, math rock is a lot closer to that than your average mainstream rock band. It seems less structured and more improvisational. 